say thank you. Uh, thanks for the warm welcome uh, for Jamie and I, who are representing uh, Peoria Ris Rescue Ministries today, and my wife Cassie, um, who's here today. I'd like to say Cassie, my wife, is here to support me as we speak, and I think that's part of it. But the truth of the matter is, after we leave here, we're going to go visit my new grandson, our new grandson, who is born on Wednesday. Um, and they, my my son and uh, daughter-in-law live in kind of the Peoria Heights area over there. So um, I'm excited to be here, but I'm also excited about what's going to happen after this, too, to go to go see him. And, you know, it's kind of fitting, you know, as I, I got to see him earlier than Cassie, and just his little fingers and his little toes, and everything is just perfect. And, uh, and that's kind of why we're here today, right, as far as this special Sunday, to think of Sanctity of Life Sunday um, and the miracle of God's creation with every child that's conceived. Psalm 139 was kind of a whisper in one of the worship songs we sang about, he knows my name. You know, it, tell, it tells us there that we're knitted together in our mother's womb, um, and that's special. I want to read just a real short um, blurb on Sanctity of Life Sunday um, for those that might not be aware. In 1973, uh, January 22nd, today, was the day the U.S. Supreme Court legalized abortion on demand in all 50 states. So today is the 50-year anniversary of Roe v. Wade. On January 13, 1984, President Ronald Reagan issued a proclamation designated January 22nd as the first National Sanctity of Human Life Day. On this Sunday, churches throughout the United States celebrate God's gift of life, commemorate the lives lost to abortion, and commit to protecting human life at every stage. Now this, this Sunday, the 50-year anniversary is very significant because many, many prayers of many of you and many others was answered over the course of this year when Roe versus Wade was overturned. And so we praise God. I mean, that's a huge milestone in Ebenezer. Um, but we also know there's a lot of work left, especially in our state of Illinois, right, where, where there is still legal abortion on demand. So, um, so we're glad to be here um, on this special Sunday. Um, I'm going to give a broad overview of Peoria Rescue Ministries, and then Jamie is going to zero in on the specific ministry of our Empower Life Center, uh, which serves um, pregnant women and um, fathers and, and the unborn. So that's kind of our agenda here for today, pretty simple. Before I start, though, um, I wanted to ask a question, and I want you to just think about what's the first answer that pops into your mind. Why did Jesus come? There's actually many right answers. Um, but maybe some of you had pop into your mind to save us from our sins, and you'd be right. Or uh, to show us what it's like to live a godly life, and you'd be right. Um, but I, I think there's a significant piece of scripture that really answers this question well. Um, so Jesus was only ministering on this earth for about three years, right? And when he began his public ministry, I think, I think he was very intentional about how he began it and what he chose to say. It was a setting not unlike this because he walked into a synagogue and he was handed the scroll of Isaiah and he turned to this particular scripture and this is what he read. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news 
to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant. And he sat down and the eyes of everybody in the auditorium, in the synagogue was upon him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I love that. So this is pretty specific about what he came to do. It's all the things I mentioned before, but especially to proclaim the good news to the poor, proclaim liberty or freedom to those in captive, that are captive, sight, give sight to the blind, and liberty to those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. We like to think at Peoria Rescue Ministries, that's what we want to be about, uh, in joining Jesus to do those things. So there's a little slideshow just to kind of go into a little bit more detail. I'm successfully pointing, but I'm trying to advance. Oh, where's the projector? Kelvin, help. Oh, he's not back there. <laughs> I do have it on. I am pushing the button. Maybe I could have you be my remote control. Or I can just wing it if you want me to. Should I just start? Hey, okay, it's working now. Um, so in, if we had to really shorten it, what we're about at Pure Rescue Ministries is the glory of God. That is the foundation. That foundation has four pillars. The first is the glory of God is revealed in the word of God. That, that's how we know what the glory of God's all about. Secondly, we are celebrating Jesus, the son of God, in everything we do. Third, the Holy Spirit indwelling each believer is what empowers us to do the work of God. And fourthly, uh, we are in service to the church of God. God's plan for evangelism is the church. It's you. It's the church. If you notice, Scripture doesn't mention any parachurch ministries like Pure Rescue Ministries. We aren't mentioned. But the, it does, the Scripture does mention deacons. What was the role of deacons? The role of deacons to do the practical work of the church that the church leadership might not always have time to do. Well, you guys need to be preaching the word, shepherding the people, praying for one another. You're not going to have time to do all of the practical things that need to be done. We like to think that we're your deacons uh, at Pure Risk of Ministries to do some of that work um, in partnership with you. Hey, hey. So that's the, the foundation is the glory of God. What is it that we do at Pure Risk of Ministries? Oops. Here's what we do. We seek to create pathways out of poverty through Jesus with our neighbors in need. So that kind of relates to the scripture I just read. Creating pathways out of poverty through Jesus with our neighbors in need. But that word poverty, 
uh, needs to be, am I doing it or are you doing it? No, you're doing it. Oh, great. You're, you're doing it over there? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because it's kind of going crazy, it's kind of going crazy here. I wonder if the battery's kind of, yeah, it might be easier if you just control it. Can we go back a couple? Perfect, right there. Um, so let's, let's unpack that word poverty. You know, when we hear the word poverty, we think of money a lot of times, economics. But really, poverty, we take the biblical definition, which is brokenness. And if we use that definition, each one of us are in poverty in different ways because each one of us is broken. So that's an important part of it. And the brokenness extends in four main relationships. Our relationship with God was broken by sin. Our relationship with ourselves Yes, we do have a relationship. Our self-image of what we think of ourselves was broken by sin. Our relationship with others was broken by sin. And our relationship with the rest of creation, like how we go about our work, how we operate in our environment, was broken by sin. You can advance the slide. So Jesus saves. This is Hopefully some of you recognize this sign. That's kind of our iconic sign there on Adam Street at our first location. Um, Jesus saves is about saving our souls. But it's much broader than that, according to the definition that we're, we're using that we saw in Scripture. So, you can advance the slide. Thank you. Let's look at those four main relationships. First, um, our relationship with God can be transformed from one of unhealthy fear to, you can advance it, intimacy and closeness with God. Our relationship with self can be transformed from shame to dignity. What we read about, that we're made in God's image and we, we feel self-respect. Our relationship with others can be transformed from conflict to community, peaceful harmony with each other. And our relationship with creation can be transformed from toilsome labor to joyful work. So this is what Jesus came to do. Um, to really bring wholeness in all these four relationships. You can advance. So at Pure Rescue Ministries, um, we do that in a variety of ministry areas. So you'll see at the center, we're creating pathways out of poverty through Jesus, but particularly the blue section on the left is the residential ministries. The yellow section on the right is the community ministries. So let's start with our crisis ministry, uh, which is really what we first started with with the homeless shelters. So we show compassionate, kind of off the screen a little, compassionate care for men and women providing emergency shelter, food, clothing, the basics. We still do that, but, but God has really been moving us to more of a transformational ministry. A lot of our folks that come in voluntarily sign up for a pretty intense discipleship program that lasts for nine months. And that's, um, the, the goal is Christ-centered transformation focused on restoring those four main relationships through Jesus. Now that happens at the downtown facility, at Victory Acres, which is about three miles north of Mapleton, and out at Esther House, which is um, on Allen Road out there. Um, another ministry that's just more recent here in the last year and a half or so is the transition ministry. You can flip that one. Uh, that's through our 1212 Community House, uh, which is on 1212 Adams Street, and that, so that, that, that forms a bridge from when our men and women go through the residential programs to when they can just 
be successfully living out in the community. Um, and that's been a real blessing. If we go over to the community side, uh, we have our advocacy, or I'm sorry, we got some 1212 pictures, that's right. So this is the 1212 Community House. Um, drive by, it's a beautiful facility. It's not quite full, but it's filling up with our graduates. Praise God, um, since 2018, 399 folks that have graduated from our programs um, have found jobs that they're working at and earning their way in the community. 246 have found sustainable housing. And those numbers are actually much higher. I think this was from about a year ago. So God's really been blessing this and we're thankful. Um, you'll see the advocacy ministries up on the upper right. Um, and that's, that's where I get to, to serve as the director. And that's the Barnabas Counseling Center, which serves the community uh, with individual family uh, counseling for anybody that calls in on a whatever you can pay basis. We also counsel with our renewal students that are going through those programs that we just talked about. And then our Empower Life Center, which Jamie's gonna really um, unpack for us about how we serve the community through the Empower Life Center. The last community ministry is our enterprise ministry. For years, we've done pallet recycling out of Victory Acres and created mulch and sold that to commercial entities in the community. Um, but in the spring of 2022, we started selling that mulch uh, to just consumers like you and me who need mulch. Um, so if you have a need for mulch or know somebody that does, check it out. It's, it's gonna help um, the men and women who are gonna be installing that mulch and working in that program. And it's actually competitively priced too, so, which is kind of nice. There's also the pallet creations, uh, which is fairly new. And so what they're doing is taking some of the pallets instead of grinding it into mulch, they're making uh, really nice home decor um, artistic creations. And I think we got a, a few pictures of that here coming up too. So there's the mulch operations. And then if you click through the next one, um, so yeah, some pretty, pretty neat stuff. We're calling this reclaimed. So we're reclaiming wood, but we're reclaiming lives for Jesus Christ at the same time. So I wanna thank you for your longstanding partnership with PRM. Um, I know First Covenant Church has been a blessing for many years. Thanks for your faithful prayer. Please continue to pray with us. Um, please connect with us if you're interested in volunteering and Jamie's gonna have some specific opportunities to share with you. Um, and partner with us in prayer financially. Um, we'd love to have you continue to be a part of that as the Lord would lead. I think that's all for my part, but just to introduce um, Jamie and get a little bit again here, um, and you can start getting her presentation ready if you want. Uh, through Empower Life Center, we especially zero in on struggling moms and dads who are feeling their brokenness in some particular ways and feeling trapped often. Uh, we seek to advocate for the voiceless, vulnerable, precious babies who are made in the image of God, just like we've been talking about, and need a helping hand in God's truth and grace spoken to their parents. And Jamie's gonna talk a little bit more about that. I know that we've been in a relationship with First Covenant for many years, and we cherish these relationships, so thank you from the bottom of our hearts. My presentation's on this Prezi program, so I guess it's a little 
it's being finicky on how it goes. <laughs> you are okay. Okay, that is fine. So as Kurt said, we serve men and women from all over our area. Everything we do is free of charge for our guests that come in our doors. We do everything from classes to um, ultrasounds. So I'm in charge of the medical aspect of it. I have a background in medicine within the hospitals and love to bring what I've learned full circle and be able to be back in or be in our center that we're at. We also have somebody who's over all of our educational opportunities and day-to-day -day operations. So we can run as smooth as possible. We have over 30 volunteers, I think, right now, and 10 paid staff. Our volunteers that come in and help us have a, oh, hey, we're on. Okay, so this, we'll go through like what we do, who serves with us. I have some pictures of the center itself. Amy, can you talk a little louder? Your voice is a little bit. Is that better? Sorry about that. Is that better? Okay. So what we'll talk about within this presentation will be what we do at ELC, who serves with us. I have some pictures of the center itself that I'll share. And then coming up in our near future, things that we're looking for on the horizon. So we can go ahead and advance. So this is our building. Before I started there and got uh, familiar with the ministry, I didn't know what Empower Life Center was. We used to be the Women's Pregnancy Center, changed our name back in 2018 because we do much more than just pregnancy care. As I mentioned, we have our classes and we also do a big material assistance program as well that I'll get a little more into here shortly. So therefore we changed our name to serve um, everyone that we serve. This used to be known as a restaurant named Stephanie's way back a long time ago. And we come to find out that uh, the, some of the folks that were in that building before were not pro-life. So we feel that the Lord has really redeemed our building that we're in now. And it's beautiful that we can serve the Lord in this building. And we have a great location. We get a lot of foot traffic that walks through our doors, as well as people coming from all over around us. People come as far as Indianapolis, I've had a couple families come from, and then of course more closer to us. We can go on to the next one. So these are the classes that we have at, right now at um, Empower Life Center. We have a Love Your Bump class, so we offer this to all of our pregnant moms, and dads can come if they want. So we talk about pregnancy and what to expect during pregnancy, how to best care for you and best care for your baby during pregnancy. And then we have childbirth class, which would be done a little bit further into pregnancy, closer to that due date, and that's for moms and dads as well. And we've had little ones come, little siblings come to that one as well. And we have a couple of our nurses that have been birth coaches in the past, so they continue that journey and go to the hospital, and they're that birth coach along with the family. It's nice to have that familiar face with you when you're going through labor. And another piece on uh, the childbirth part is that we have a lactation consultant on staff right now. So we want to support moms in whatever way they choose to feed, breastfeeding, formula feeding, but we want to support that in any way we can with having formula on hand, and now we have our lactation consultant right there with us. 
that we'll meet with moms and dads either over the phone or in person for up to an hour at a time, however long they need to meet. Sometimes that uh, breastfeeding journey can be a little difficult. So we want to be there for support and just to empower you as um, our moms go through that and dads. And then we have a babyhood class, and that's what to expect during that first year. There's a lot that happens in that first year of life, uh, especially once the first baby, your life kind of gets turned upside down. This is a new adventure for you, and we want to help with that as much as we can. So we have uh, four different sessions that this class meets and just really explore that first year and what to expect and how to best empower you and the baby. And our parenting class is for across the spectrum, so any parent can come into this class and take it. Sometimes it's a requirement from the courts to take this class for some reason, and people come in and they can fulfill that commitment, but then they get to learn about us. And a lot of these folks that come into these classes end up coming into us for a long time to come. And then our fatherhood class, which is just for the dads, obviously, with the name of it. But it's a great way for some of these guys to come together and network and make long-lasting friends. There was one of our gentlemen that recently got married, and he asked our instructor, who is a pastor, to marry him and his wife. So just special, special relationships come from these classes. We can move on to our next area. So material assistance is a big part of what we do. I'm over the medical side of it where we do all of our pregnancy testing, ultrasounds. I get to introduce mamas to their babies for the first time on screen. We'll get into that a little bit more here shortly. For our material assistance program, we want to empower life. We want to be that pregnancy center and support pro-abundant life. So we help with diapers and wipes. We help with formula children's clothes up to size four, and everything we give out is either brand new or looks very, very nice. Uh, we have maternity clothes, and as I said, we support feeding, and then larger baby items as they're donated. Things like car seats, only if they're sealed, those have to be brand new. But um, strollers, playpens, that type of thing, high chairs. So those are all donated, so if you are needing to donate or know somebody who is looking to donate, we would welcome any of those donations. We're at 100% donation base, so everything you see listed here, we all get from donations. The area supported us beautifully. And just when you start to sweat a little bit that you're running low on something, God provides. I ordered a case of wipes last year, and I should have just laid back for a couple of days and wait because we had like three cases arrive from a donation, like the next day or the day after. It was right within those couple days. It is beautiful. So just a couple of our uh, stats. 2,382 visits last year into our center. That's combined with medical visits and visits for classes and material assistance. Within those material assistance appointments, we try to make them once a month for the parents to come in and do a short Bible study with us. And we try to meet them exactly where they are and choose a Bible study that will best relate to them and what they could benefit the most from. And then we go, um, we talk about the Bible study, meet them where they are with what's going on with you right now. How can we talk to you? What can we do for you? Make sure all their resources are in line, or if they aren't, if we can help in that aspect. And then take them to our boutique that we call Blessings Boutique. And it's really cute. There's a picture of it coming up. But just where we have all of our clothes displayed for them to go shopping and have that shopping experience that sometimes not everybody can have. And now we're going to move on to who serves with us. 
our team structure. I mentioned that we have our leadership there. I'm over the medical aspect of it, and then we have Alicia over the operational side of it and the educational side of it. And then we also have, if you click on the, click again, there we go. So we have 10 support staff members. Within those 10 support staff members, we have nurses and educators and kind of like ministry um, advocates. They help make everything run. They are downstairs as full of clothes, and it's a lot down there, but it's beautifully organized. And uh, being able to take these clothes out for the season that we're in, they get changed out six times a year. There's outfits put together, and it is a well-oiled machine that they do down there. So we can go to the next one now. Our volunteers, like I said, over 30 volunteers. Our volunteers, uh, we have different capacities that they can help with, either the clothing room downstairs, which would also display those clothes upstairs in the boutique. And then we have uh, advocates that meet with abortion vulnerable clients. And there's quite a bit of training that goes into that because we want to make sure that you feel as equipped as possible to have those conversations. They can be tough conversations. And then we have advocates that do just the Bible studies, and then they are able to go do the material assistance appointments. And the connections that are made in all these areas are just wonderful and phenomenal. So here is Dixie. Dixie is um, one of our, well, actually, she was at the Esther House as a resident and graduated the program out there, and now she works full-time with us. We love having her with us. So here's what she has to say. <laughs> Dixie brings a light into our center and it's absolutely beautiful so we love having her on staff with us
And she's going to start training. We call it the two different tiers of advocate training. So she'll train for those Bible study, diaper, and clothing appointments. Then she'll train for those abortion vulnerable um, conversation appointments. We can, oh, that's okay. When we talk about our appointments, uh, we have at least an hour with everybody that walks in. And if it goes over, that's fine. We want to be able to give people that time they need when they come in. So it's not like your typical doctor's office visit when I see them for a medical need. We really have time to talk and get to know them, what they may need, and they can get to know us and what we do. If you press that little arrow, maybe. There we go. And we can go on to the next one. So let's take a look around the center and you'll get an idea of what it's like when you come in our door. So you can go ahead and continue. There's our lobby. So we want to make it homey and welcoming. Uh, it can be stressful to come into our center, especially the people who maybe found us online and they really don't know what to do with this pregnancy. They're really scared. They haven't told anybody. They got a positive test and what now? And they may be completely not knowing what to do, or they may be kind of abortion determined, and we want to be able to have that conversation with them. We want to show them life. We want them to uh, really feel empowered to be able to make that decision. One girl that was sitting in this waiting room last, uh, real recently that came in, found out she was pregnant. She's young, and her mom was going to, in the girl's words, force her to have an abortion. So by the end of our appointment, we talked about how she makes these decisions. We made a safe plan for her, and she chose life. We saw that baby on the screen, and there's going to be a little, another little life that is going to happen, or has happened, and little one that will be born in July or August because of this. So it's really beautiful what we're able to do. So there's the lobby. 
this is one of the rooms that we meet our patients in or clients, however you want to put it. So when they first come in, we'll walk them back to this room. It can be where we do Bible studies. There's a TV in every room that we have hooked up to Right Now Media so we can get right into the Bible study that they would like to do. And then we have a binder of resources in there we can go through, but it's just a kind of welcoming, close environment just to really be able to talk to somebody and have that privacy. And there's our ultrasound room. So this is my favorite room in the building probably that I get to visit with mom and dads in where we were talking earlier about how the Lord has knitted each, each of us in our mother's wombs. This is where we show that on the screen for the first time. That heart starts beating between five and six weeks. I've been able to get a picture at like six weeks in a day of that heart beating. And it is absolutely nothing short of a miracle. It is beautiful to be able to, be able to witness. And of course we can see more parts and we can see more of the baby as the baby gets bigger. Our ideal time to do ultrasound is around that eight week mark because you can really start to see a little more. And between eight and nine weeks of pregnancy, you see little wiggles. And there's something to really be said for seeing those little wiggles on that screen. Within this room, we have that TV that you see on the right. So when the girl is lying on the table there, she can look right up to that TV. And that's where we turn on what I'm looking at on the ultrasound machine is what she sees up there. And we give lots of pictures. I take tons of pictures every day and I don't stop in that room. So lots of pictures for these families to go home with. And lots of moms have chose life after they see that baby on that screen. It's very, very, very impactful to see that heartbeat and to hear that heartbeat. So it's a very special room. This is our room downstairs, where I said there's a lot going on down there, but it is very organized. This is that room. Those bags off to the right, we call our layette bags, and we give that as a gift to families when the baby's first born. It's kind of like a diaper kit already all put together for the family. So they have wipes, diapers, clothes, blankets, if they need formula, if they need breastfeeding supplies, and just some fun stuff in there. We also put a children's storybook Bible in there, a little pamphlet on what we do in there, and a card that is either written by one of our advocates or by a local grade school welcoming the baby to the family. And just uh, congratulations overall for the baby. So pretty special. And then the others are uh, ready to be rotated up to the clothing room. They're all paired up and ready to go. And there's our boutique that our family shop at. So we have those maternity clothes set up and then boys on the right, girls on the left, and they can go shopping from newborn to 40. So very special room and nice to be able to give somebody the shopping experience that might not be able to do that kind of thing very often. So as far as different things that we discuss within these visits, we talk about the pregnancy test. So we, a lot of people come in, they're determined one way or another. If they come in determined for that adopt, abortion, we talk about everything to expect before, during, and after an abortion. And we, I always ask the girls to think about how they may feel one, two, three, four, five years down the road because they're in that fight or flight mode right now. And if they think about things later, maybe it may start to alter their thinking with it a little bit. Once in a while, somebody will come in asking about adoption, and we have resources for that as well with local agencies that help families with adoption. And then when they choose to parent that baby, we want to be there with them for the everything we can be. 
Uh, we have a huge binder put together. We like to collaborate with our area and any resources that are out there, we want to tell our parents about and help them get tied into those resources to the best of our ability. So if there's anything you would ever like to share with us, please bring that to us so we can share it with our families that come in. And then the Bible studies as we talked about. And we also talk about their pregnancy history. Some people do have miscarriages and abortions in their past. And we have healing Bible studies for those as well, those situations. And here's one of our clients that we've gotten to know really well. She's very special. I love baby feet. <laughs> I started carrying the entire life center when I was pregnant with my son back in 2017. And they also had switched to another company, which was this one. So ever since, I had another baby, which is two years old now. And I also still come to this place to get things that I need for my kids. Oh, EOC has benefited me, like, a lot. Everybody that comes in, I just, they're part of my family. And I think that everybody that volunteers and works there feels the same way. Oh, now for the getting out of this part. There we go. It might skip it. There we go. Okay, and we can sit, go ahead and move on there. And... Becoming part of our family. If it's something that is on your heart that you would like to come in, help serve with us, give us a call. We'll give you a tour around our building. We'll talk about what's on your heart and how you feel called to serve. 
and how we can help make that happen. So there's a little application process, but it's more of just getting to know each other and how we can best serve each other. And then there's the different capacities that I spoke about earlier. And jump in and become part of the team. One of the very special things we do too is our devotion time in the morning. So every morning when uh, we first get started with our day, we read a devotional, and then we pray over every person that's coming in to have services that day. And then we ask who has prayer requests from around the table, and it really helps set the tone for that day. How can we best serve each other as we go through our days? And what can I say extra prayers for later? So it's really, really special part of our day. What are we looking for in the future? We continue to add Bible studies. We love to be able to have the perfect Bible study for somebody when they come in, right where they may need a little help at that time or guidance. And then we are uh, trying to bring together more resources. They're always coming about. Maybe some's kind of combined into another organization. We just try to stay up on that the best we can to be best of service to everybody we see. We're going to add a life skills course. There's uh, some people that are out there that have never really maybe learned how to budget or rent a house or do a job application. So we want to offer that service to anybody that would like it. And we're going to be adding the abortion reversal pill. There's a pill, as many of you know, that can cause an abortion to happen and depletes that progesterone that's necessary for a pregnancy to stay. And there's a pill that can be up to about 68% effective if taken within 48 to 72 hours after taking that first abortion pill. So we are bringing that to the center sometime this year, probably in the next couple months. And then our lactation consulting service is now up and going. So that's what I have. I want to thank everybody for being here. And I'll answer any questions. If anyone has anything, we'll be here for a few minutes after the service. And thank you for your time. <laughs>